Hi there, Sue McGuire here with the Learning About Dogs podcast featuring Kay Lawrence. Today, it's about approach learning or the dynamics of the approach. We talk a lot about approach, our, our learner approaching us, but what does that look like? What, sh- what should it look like? What are we looking for in the approach behavior itself? And, and let's back up a little bit. What do we mean by approach behavior? What does that even mean? Well, you can't separate approach from rewards. So if we are going to be reward-centered teachers, you know, we want our dogs to regard their learning around a reward. Um, We're looking for whether the reward that we clearly say is on offer, which could be our open hands to say, do you want to come and have a fuss? I myself could be a reward. I being close to me is a reward for the dog, or I could open up the treat box and pick up a treat at which point I'm expecting the dog to become aware that there are rewards available. Now, if he desires those rewards, I should be able to see that evidenced by a behavior that's an approach behavior. He would either orientate towards me or take a step towards me or, jump at me there would be some indication that he desires that reward and if i don't see that approach then at that moment in time that reward is not valid now it might have been valid for the previous 60 seconds but something could have happened that the dog wants to watch because that is of more importance to them than the piece of food i have in my hand and then we would see the end of the approach there would be no approach there's no motivation if you like or desire for that reward And our learning is the bit that happens between presentation of a potential reward, the dog responding, saying, I'd like that. So they approach, we have the reward. That bit in between is the learning. But without approach starting, we can't say that learning is going to happen. Would there be times where we would want a small approach, a large approach? Is it solely based on um, the reward, or is there these little nuances where you want to teach a small approach, a large approach, no approach? I'm just curious. Well, it depends what you are going to reward. So if I open up the treat pot, I'm probably physically going to have no approach at all. The dogs will stand there and go, well, we're training. And they will stand there orientating to me, doing cue seeking, which means there's no approach physically. But psychologically, they are all into it. Psychologically, they are coming at me like a steam train. Come on, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me I want this food. I want this food. Show me, show me, show me. Give me a clue. So um, mentally, they're approaching and showing that they are motivated to do something. But I've taught them to not physically approach me because you end up getting mugged or your hand gets taken off or they jump for the toy or they come too close to you. So I don't necessarily want my dogs to physically approach, but... Uh, a naive dog or a young dog if a puppy smells a bit of raw chicken he's going to go straight out for it straight for it straight away so you'll get that raw response yes because that's what they've learned secures the food especially if they're fresh out of a litter if you don't approach it you don't get it there's no point waiting for politeness when it's a bowl of food on the floor isn't there Mm -hmm. i think that's an interesting thing because I, i i was thinking in terms of a physically small approach a physically big approach but but I like how you say that. You just you can say I'm in. I I this is me. I'm I'm present, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
In fact, you know, most of the time, probably I, I, I don't want necessarily a fizzy approach unless I give the cue to a dog to follow that reward. Uh-huh. Then I'm actually eliciting a moving approach. But it's more of a, yes, I'd like that, and I'm going to head towards it. There, of course, goes without saying that there needs to be some history of that reward. I would think. Uh, not necessarily, no. No, you don't need to explain to a, a puppy that this is food and you might like it. Mm-hmm. If they've got the scent of it, they they would approach it straight away. Okay. Yep, you know. Um, so if you look at something that's appealing to you, do you know historically that it's going to give you pleasure? Yeah. No, you're going to step towards it and have a look yeah. at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like to have a look. See what, you know, your curiosity would often cause approach, but you don't know whether it's going to pan out or not. It's the potential, you know, it, it, the reward is something that has a potential to give you pleasure. Yes, it has a potential and you desire to experience that. But until you've actually got it, you don't know whether it's going to be a reward or not. Mm-hmm. And something can be a reward six times and the seven times you go, Me. No, that wasn't quite as good as I expected it to be. Whoa. Then we're getting into more trouble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we need yeah, to figure that one out. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Take a look at the new course being offered by Learning About Dogs called Build the Learning. Courses and other information are contained in the episode notes. Thanks for listening.